welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast. This is episode seven and we are talking all about pricing your product today. So it's something I get asked about quite a lot and it's something I see with a lot of businesses and not just startups but those who've been going for quite a few years as well. Um, Not having the right pricing structure in place to make sure that you're making um, enough profit from your business. So it's something that really needs to to be considered from the very beginning and it's also important to think about why. So most people, um, a lot of people when they're starting out, you know, just think that they want to sell something at a certain price or they see other people in the market and they think I you know that's too expensive I can't afford that that product I want to be able to offer to consumers um, this product at a lower price that's all well and good as long as you've accounted for your costs and you've um, accounted for having some margin in your business to allow you to pay for other things in your business so your other expenses besides your cost of goods because at the end of the day, if you don't have enough margin in your product, you are not going to be able to have anything left over after you've paid for your cost of goods and after you've paid for all your other expenses that it takes to run a business. So whether that is um, if you have a retail space, a retail store, um, your rent, whether that is staff, whether that is your electricity, whether that is your software systems you need, there's all types of things that you um, need to pay for in your business that aren't just um, the cost of goods. So really, and also if you actually obviously want to get an income and a profit at the end and take some of that home for yourself. So, and then obviously as you want to scale, you need to be able to afford to do that by either buying more product, um, investing back into stock or investing into um, different systems or or hardware that may help you run your business. So there's definitely... um, a really important there's a it's a really important thing to make sure that you've considered it from the beginning that you've got enough room in your product as fat as you know as they say at times so that you can pay for all your other expenses and make a decent profit at the end of the day there's no point um you know buying a product from either manufacturing it yourself or buying it from someone else and reselling it if you can't actually make an income at the end of the day. You're, otherwise, you're essentially just essentially just cha- exchanging goods. So, margin, um, pricing, landed costs, wholesale costs, trade pricing, all these sort of things. Um, re- recommended retail price, all things that are thrown about. How do you actually work out the price of your product and what to sell it for? Essentially, there's two ways to do it. So. I remember um, back a long time ago now studying fashion design at RMIT, which is a, um, a uni in Melbourne, and the lecturer saying you could price things at whatever you wanted. So that didn't, um, you know, leave us with much help at the time, and we we're trying to work it out. But obviously, he expanded on that by saying um, you can do it in two ways, and you can either price it whatever you want, work backwards, and make sure that you've covered your costs, or 
work forwards where you figure out all the costs to make that particular product and then calculate um, the margin that you need to sell it at wholesale and then calculate the margin that, that the wholesaler needs to then recommend retail price that you put on it. So to help you exp- to help explain what that actually means, so when you're working out the cost of your product, you need to think, or the cost of goods, which is what the um, the terminology that you'll see, is you need to think out all the elements that go into the um, making of that product. If, say, for example, um, you are making a candle, you should consider the cost of the vessel that the candle comes in, the um, the amount of the cost of the fragrance that you're going to put into it, and that may be a portion of the overall fragrance cost per um, mill or, or however it um, comes to you. Um, you need to consider about the portion of wax that you spend, you know, that you pour into that. You need to think about the wick. You need to think about the um, actual packaging that the candle comes in. So it maybe, and maybe it has a sticker on the label um, or two stickers on the actual candle. All of those things make up the cost of your um, product. So you need to think about all the different elements of that product cost. If you're in fashion, then it needs to come to the um, come come. Excuse me. You need to come up with the elements of the actual cost of that um, garment to make. So, say for example, when I was we were I was making children's wear, we had one pair of cargo pants that I remember were we bought the fabric. Uh, so we would allocate a por- whatever portion of the size of that garment used up of the fabric. We would portion that amount dollar spend. We would have someone make it. We would have someone, um, you know, would get the zips from someone. We would have the buttons from someone else and we would have get swing tags and labels. And then we also had to have that garment um, laundered so it was like a, um, a stonewash so it would actually soften up the fabric at the for the end consumer. So all of those elements make up the cost of that product. So they all need to be accounted for to get that um, cost of goods um, so that you can then work out what your other prices are going to be. With art, for example, you may um, – it's original art is going to be priced differently to a um, print because um, the print, obviously, you can set a price based on what the printer charges you to um, print that item and then you add the elements maybe of the, the backing board or, or the cello, pa- cello bag that it comes in. These things would add up to um, what you, your cost of goods would be. Um, with original art, obviously, that's a whole other um, ball game in terms of what to price things at, and that really is based upon um, supply and demand, your popular popularity, um, your um, how how frequently you're going to be putting out your art, like how available it is. Uh, if you have other people representing you, there's a whole lot of elements that go into um, pricing art. However, if you are pricing prints then you would have maybe a different price for limited print runs versus um, unlimited runs and that would be based upon though what your cost um, you get from your printer would come back to as well so that's the forward way so you work out exactly what the cost components of your product are and then moving forward you would make sure that you've got that total amount And then you would times that by at least two, sometimes two and a half to get to your wholesale price. For example, if your cost was total cost of um, all the parts that you've um, added together were $20, then you would times that by at least say two and a half to get $50 and that would be your wholesale price. From there, that would work out you would times that by 2.2 
or the retailer would to get their recommended retail price, which would be 110 if you're including the GST. So if you're um, doing that, you would sort of look at what your total costs are and move forward and calculate by at least two and a half to get your wholesale. And then from there, at least um, 2.2 to get your recommended retail price. That's essentially a, a simplistic way of working out your um, price in the forward way. And the elements that go into that as well, I'll just sort of touch on that um, things like labour, um, you wouldn't want to include your labour costs. And it's a bit controversial. Some people do, some people don't. Um, so in my opinion, you wouldn't want to do that, say, if you're an artist, because you're never going to, um, you might take months or years to actually put that, that or create that piece. Um, same with jewellery. If it's handmade, you're going to take a bit more time to do it. You should account for your costs, especially if you're going to scale it and you want someone else to make it for you. How many they can, how many pairs of earrings can they make in an hour? And if they were paid $20 an hour, then you would work out maybe an element of that cost to go into the, um, the total costs. But I, it's something that you um, need to consider depends on what it is and depends on how much time you put into it. So that's a bit of a tricky one to work out. But as a, as a guide, um, if you're making something that you want to scale, you need to sort of think about what the price is if someone else is going to make it or you're not going to include it at all if it's something that is a creative artistic piece as well. But your final product um, might not just be about the cost of goods. So that's where um, you it, it differs. In terms of packaging, you you want to include the packaging in your cost of goods if it's essential for that product. For example, if you've got beauty, you would want to include um, the vessel that the product comes in and the stickers that go on that product, but that is part of the cost of the good of the product. You wouldn't want to actually um, add in the cost of, say, your um, – your stickers or, sorry, not the stickers, the stickers that go on the arm when you send it out to the retail customer or the tissue paper that it comes packed in. Those things shouldn't go into your cost of goods. They're more marketing costs. And same thing, sometimes people add in the cost of a sales agent. That should not be put into your cost of goods. That is a separate cost to your business. So it shouldn't be added into the cost of goods side of things. But if your margin is strong enough, then you've got um, a lot of fat in there to make sure that you're covering all those other expenses that you have in your business. So that's really important. The whole point of making sure that your pricing is strong is because you want to be able to account for all these other costs that you incur um, as part of running your business. Now, um, if you are getting the product from overseas, then you would want to make sure that you have a landed cost. So that would include the actual manufacturing of the product, then actually getting it to you, um, whether it's through freight and what duties you might have to pay. And then also thinking about the exchange rate. If you're paying something in US dollars, you want to have a landed price to your door based on your local currency, whether that's Australian or not. So you need to really think about that when you're looking at your total cost of your product, counting for all these things to make sure that then you've got margin after that all those elements are combined. And I think what happens is sometimes people just assume or think that they know what their product cost is because they know that, say, their manufacturer charges them $5 to make this particular product, but they haven't accounted for all the other elements that go into that product cost. And that's where they end up, you know, not actually making any money because they haven't counted their co true cost of goods. It's really important to get that right at the start and set your pricing based off that because 
as as I said at the at the very beginning, it's all well and good to have an idea of what you want to sell something for, but if you're not actually making any money on that, then there's no point. So, as I said, working out your cost of goods t- um, for a wholesale price, then times it by two point five, and then from there to get your retail price at least two point two. All right, so that's the going forward. Now. If you are going to invest in marketing and branding and you've got a really strong product, um, you know, as I said, brand, then you can set your price whatever you like. So that's the backwards way to work it out. So you might have something that you think, I can sell this product because of the qualities here. It's got amazing branding behind it. Um, it's a really unique product. I want to sell this at $199 or as an example. So as long as you work backwards and you ensure that you're covering yourself for what those costs we just talked about, then it doesn't matter what your retail price ends up as, as long as you're covering your costs. So that same product that cost you $20, which you could have sold for $50 wholesale and 110 retail, 99 retail, what you need to do is just work backwards. So you need to work out that if it was 199 retail, I need to charge the ho- the wholesale customer um, $90.45, which is essentially $199 divided by 2.2, okay? Then from there, as long as I know that um, my product has only cost me $20, uh, the, the, I've got plenty of room in there in my margin to um, make that $90 wholesale. So then instead of me charging $50 wholesale, I'm charging $90. Um, and, and the retailer is then charging $199, or if I'm selling it direct to the consumer, I'm selling it for $199, then I've got lots of room in my um, margin to cover all my other expenses. Obviously, you've got to figure out if that is right for this particular product and if it's if there's a fit for the market for you to sell it at that price. And it may also depend on volume. So you may sell um, more of those products if they're a lower price um, as opposed to, you know, selling less at a higher price, but that may be the model that you want to run with. So that is obviously an option. If you, um, you know, you can, if you have a product that is in high demand and short supply, then you can price it whatever you like. I vividly remember a day back, it's probably late, um, late eight, like, 1980s um, now and I think about it so my mum and dad had a um, milk bar deli so we were one of the only stores that could open on Christmas day I vividly remember it being very hot and my dad had ice so ice bags of ice Um, and I remember we were so busy and crazy because you know back then there was no supermarkets open um, no hardly any stores were open, um, no 7-Elevens, no petrol stations that were open. and But we were allowed to open as a small independent. So we were open for Christmas and we were open for a very short window of time. And there was it was a really, really hot day. And so we had lots of bags of ice and they were in you know limited supply and in high demand. So the price for those, um, I think, probably doubled on the day compared to what they normally were because there were so few of them um, and people were prepared to pay whatever it it took to um you know to have to get what they wanted so you know you, you can obviously change the pricing depends on supply and demand as well and there's all different um 
terminology of what you know you can look up all different pricing strategies to figure out what to price your product there's you know obviously when things first enter the market they might be higher prices um, because there's there's few of them and the technology's new um, and then they they go down as their more competitors enter the market and stuff like that so there's all different pricing strategies in regards to that I just wanted to touch on today you know a base um how to work out your pricing if you're a brand new startup or if you've been going for a while how to think about what you've what you're covering in your costs and your pricing so that your costs are all covered all right so um the obviously as a moving backwards version i'll just explain that a little bit more so that some brands for example um they may have a minimum that they work out that they want at least I don't know, eight times what the um what the cost of their goods are, or ten times what the cost of their goods are. So it might cost someone um you know five dollars for an item, and they've got a lot of them, so they can get it for a really low price. But they're going to sell them for forty dollars wholesale, and then retail those for um, eighty nine dollars. So that sort of thing is where you've got a really high margin from your cost of goods to your wholesale. And so then, if you're selling that direct to consumer as well and it costs you five dollars but you're selling it for 89 dollars that's a really good margin obviously in there so it's worth it for you you've obviously got money then to spare to spend on marketing and advertising and promoting that product and you know um, adding value in terms of your branding or your packaging because you've got room in there to add those things on this sometimes works as well for luxury brands where um, they would price an item, you know, it may cost them $40 to make. So example, sunglasses, they're not necessarily going to cost a lot more than other sunglasses to make, um, a, you know, a pair of Chanel or Prada. They are going to cost more, but not probably the amount that they um, end up charging. But instead of them selling those for um, $100, those sunglasses, they're obviously going to make them $400, $500, $600 because they're selling lower volume of them. So for them, it's very exclusive. They're not making as many of them. And so they're going to, and they have a very high perceived value in the market. So they can, um, they can put their pricing up a lot higher because of that. Now, as I said before, if you're a direct-to-consumer brand and you're not selling wholesale ever, at all, and there's no middleman in there, then you may decide to go slightly lower than the numbers that I've calculated out here. But as mentioned, if you are going to do that, just to account for that you need to spend more money on marketing to get those customers to you. Um, an example of that is um, the Away brand, which is a luggage company. So they obviously are direct-to-consumer brand. Um, they don't put um, full margin on their products compared to what um, other companies may be selling the luggage for but because of that they, they need to spend money to get their customers so still got to have a fair margin on their product to actually um, for them to actually make money on reaching all those customers and selling the volume that they want to sell. Another example of um, someone who's very open with their pricing is a company like Everlane. So they're very um, open that they are direct-to-consumer brand, they don't wholesale, and they talk about that they don't have a middleman. So they're very open with what it actually costs you, uh, what it actually costs them for something to be manufactured. So um, and, and so that's really good for the end consumer to actually see 
you know, why things are the prices that they are and why um, why you're paying that particular price for that product. So it just helps um, people to understand, you know, why why people have margins and why the reason that retailers have 100% markup, you know, they're, they're moving a lot more product for a lot less margin, but they've still got lots of expenses to pay. So that's the reason that they need to have that markup in their business. Now, one thing I would like to uh, put out there is for you to not – ask your um, friends and family necessary for what price that they think you should price your product at. That can be a, um, a trouble zone to go to because they might not necessarily be your customer. They might not understand the market. They might not understand, you know, where what your marketing and branding is going to be like. So sometimes that can be a bit of an issue. So definitely base your um, product cost first of all either on as I said moving forward you're looking at your total cost it is to make that product and then making sure you've got the right margins in there in between or you've got a, a price that you want to sell at and then as long as you're covering your margins and you've got enough um, fat in there for all your expenses to go backwards then you can easily um, and you think that you can sell at that price based on uh, you know as either a niche or the marketing or the branding behind it then that's what you need to do so don't yeah always um, use your friends as a guide as a judge because they are not always um, the ones that you who will buy the end product in the end buy the product in the end anyway just a little um, note of caution for that one because there's a little bit of a trap that people come into sometimes now I really hope that this has helped you, um, you know, have some idea, especially as I said, if you're starting out or if you've um, been in business for a while, but you're not quite making enough money on your product, you've, it's something that you need to think about. So I have got a little um, freebie on my website, which you can download some information there as well. And then, as I said, I'll have a little spreadsheet coming out um, to help you if you want to sort of go through that too, to figure out, you know, put in some calculations. I know that spreadsheets and um, numbers sometimes scare people, but it can be really helpful um, as a guide to make sure that you've thought about all the different elements that go into the cost of your product and that you, you know, add in the right things, not necessarily things that shouldn't be in there in the, um, in the first place. So I hope that helps. And I um, look forward to sharing more information and tips with you in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.